I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. you hear me? Yeah, of course I can hear you. Okay, sorry. It went really quiet. No, I was just, I was just focusing on what's going to be a great pod. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Advanced Analytics. Feels like it's been a long time since the last podcast. Yeah. I went on Instagram today to look up um, Joakim Noah um, Instagram pictures. I don't know how I ended up there. Yeah. It's, Instagram takes you down some dark holes. And you know how it shows which friends have liked um, Instagram pictures? Yeah. All the in- Joakim Noah Instagram photos were liked by you. Yeah. What are you saying? Well, I was just like, who goes What's on... What's your point? Well, you know when you see, like, Rihanna's Instagram, and you're like, who goes on Rihanna's Instagram and, like, presses heart on these pictures? And then I, mm. I think that's weird, but at least Rihanna's, like, an awesome person who makes good music. Whereas, Joakim, Joakim Noah... Noah is an awesome person who makes big plays I mean, I'll give on the basketball court. My problem with Instagram is that it's too samey-samey. Like, it's so many travel photos. It's so many... Um, food photos at so many out with friends photos so Joakim Noah is refreshing and I mean while he posts basically what you'd expect you know out with friends photos and gym photos he does it in quite an interesting way like his gym photos are not cool well I disagree like you'd see like um people doing planking or people doing burpees or press-ups or things that look cool you know yoga poses when you look at Joakim Noah's account, he's doing like rubber band training where he's like, he calls it like hand speed strength training or something. And he's like got this long, he's outdoors, he's got these huge rubber bands and he's like just flexing his hand real fast back and forth mm. using the tension of the rubber, rubber band. I think, that's, I think that's when he was at that weird retreat that I talk about a lot. <laughs> yeah. You talk about a lot about this retreat with John McEnroe. Yeah. The old and, fam- um, famous swearing Mark tennis player. Wahlberg. There's like a real weird mix. Um... But uh, speaking of Joakim Noah... How could you have more Joakim Noah news than what we've already uh, talked about? He's balling out. Is he? He's the best player on the Grizzlies currently. Yeah. Uh, his last three games, averaging 17.3 points, 10 rebounds, 1.7 blocks, shooting 57%. The guy is unreal. Is it too late for him to get cut and re-signed by another team? Probably, tr- probably a. Uh, unsure. Well, that's cool that he's... I mean, he's the face of the franchise. They can't cut him. <laughs> what did you... Um, surely um, the rookie they got this year... Jaron Jackson, Jackson Jr. Jr. Yeah, I'm thinking of trading him on my fantasy team. Gonna... He's a great keeper, but I always just play win-now mode. Hey, well, don't get to the fantasy, um, the fantasy forest too early. It's okay. time for the review of the week, also known as the week in review. So I thought this was interesting. Ben Simmons shot a three today, like an actual three, not like an alley-oop attempt that went in or like a pass that looked like a shot. 
Like he just genuinely mm. just got the ball unmarked. It was early in the game, so maybe he had a warm up and he, it was three was going down, so he thought he'd launch it up. But he just he shot an open three from the top of the key. I thought that was inspirational. Yeah. Did he make it? No, not even oh. close. It was a shocking brick. And not even that, but the commentator I felt was almost mean. I don't know if it was a Philadelphia commentator who watched them all the time, but the, the um, commentator called his shot a, a knuckleball. And while it didn't look pretty, I thought it was okay. And um, like it was, it, was, it was a fine attempt. Like it looked from a bad shooter putting up a three, it like, you know, clanged off. He got his own yeah. rebound, dribbled back out to the three-point line, drove back in, ch- threw up a trash layup, but then got his own rebound by that and put it in. And that's the amazing thing about Ben Simmons is that he is like, a player that could almost play forward, like he's so big and athletic that he could play any position, mm. and it's quite cool to see a, a well, point guard do that. It's it's interesting because literally yesterday, I think, maybe two days ago, but I think yesterday, I was reading online just he was getting so much bullying, so much bullying, yeah, directed at him about what because he never takes threes and everyone calls him a coward, mm. and um, which I think is not the right thing to call him. It's like. He knows he knows he's not a good shooter. I'd say smart, but not coward. It's not cowardly. Well, um, it kind of does hurt your team when you can't shoot at yeah, all. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It definitely hurts. But cow. I don't think coward is the right word. Well, are you, are you just talking like, about, like bad people, shooter. Are you somewhere like people like who are cyberbullying him on Instagram or something? Because they're yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, um, but they're, 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 they say a lot of bad things. Like, I don't think they're known for their like. Um, loquaciousness. Yeah, th- no, this isn't Instagram. Was this was on because someone posted the video of him and uh, Yusuf Nurkic going at it, mm. where um, he missed Ben Simmons missed a free throw. Nurkic, who's a famous kind of trash talker, goes, "Hell no!" Oh, he doesn't have an American accent. He's like, "Hell no!" <laughs> I don't know where he's from, but um, he's like, "Hell no!" And then um. And then Ben Simmons walks towards him and says, uh, you talk a lot of trash for someone who is ass. And um, and then a lot of people said, like, just went in on Ben Simmons. Is this Reddit? Ben Simmons has to be one of the most hated all-stars, don't you think? Yeah, it, it's really interesting because I feel like the year before and before that he was loved, but the narrative, at least on NBA Reddit, has turned against him. But at the same time, at Reddit, you don't know, like, you don't know... Like, you can be on a thread which is really pro-LeBron, and you can be on a thread that's really anti-LeBron. Like, you just don't know, you know, the yeah. vibe. And people, people, people think it's like the subreddit, like, um, changing its mind, but it's not. It's just a different group of people. It's like some yeah. topics create, attract the LeBron haters, and some topics attract the LeBron fans. If you hate LeBron, you're not going to go to a positive um, LeBron thread. It's just like, that's kind of the bubble that the internet connect, creates. But I will mm. say that I've become I've started buying Ben Simmons stock just because everyone hates him so much, and he is like this amazing. You know, people always talk about like um, uh, KD or Anthony Davis, these really tall guys that can do amazing things. Well, he's the same. He's just not a shooter. He's one of those tall guys, but he can pass like amazingly. And I'm like, if he could just shoot like at a minimum level, and like a lot of players in the past have learned how to do it, and I'm sure he's working hard at it. He could be a devastating player. But I think for him. Because he's been come up in LeBron's shadow and under LeBron's management company and stuff like that, he definitely has become too big too soon. I think that it's a bit of tall poppy syndrome, which is a New Zealand mm. idea. Well, for, I've always, I've yeah. just heard a lot of stories about him as well, just being maybe not the coolest guy. Yeah, well, and the what, one thing I well, hate to always tell you these stories. Who's like hitting you up at a party, being like people on the web, man? Hey, man, want to hear um, some Ben Simmons stories? He's yeah, not man. that cool a guy. People, I hear things. 
just out in the street even. Um, I mean, you know, I've been in Australia for a few weeks now, and you know, you hear things. But um, I'll just I'll go back to it when they did their rookie AMA, and someone asked any rookie, "What is your favorite thing on Netflix at the moment?" And he said, uh, "Batman versus Superman," yeah, yeah. which a was not on Netflix at the time, had just mm. finished in cinemas. Mm. B not a great flick, I don't reckon. Okay, I reckon that's like the fourth time you've brought up that um, anecdote I know. on the pod. And it's like so funny how angry you are about him choosing Batman versus Superman. I mean, it could be worse. Every, okay, think how much stuff there is on Netflix. Yeah, mate. That's his favorite thing. When I was a young boy, crazy. my father took me into the city to show me the, the Black Parade, all right? And mm-hmm. by Black Parade, I mean... Um, to go watch the Canterbury Crusaders rugby team, my favorite rugby team, right? And mm-hmm. I read the program because like, we were there an hour before the game because we were so excited and I was reading all the information in the program and they interviewed my favorite rugby player, Leon McDonald, and he said his favorite book was FHM Magazine, <laughs> which is like a, which is like a, mag- like a titty magazine, like a, like a woman in bikinis magazine. That was his favorite book. And um, yeah. that, was, that was heartbreaking for me. And that's when I learned that maybe athletes are a bit dumb. And I'm like, yeah. Batman versus Superman on the scale of like dumb answers is pretty low. And you don't realize that guys like LeBron and even Steph Curry are like not only highly talented at sports, but they're also amazing. Uh, like they're, they're pretty intelligent as well. Like it's hard. It's amazing LeBron. I'm not a LeBron fan by any means, but I'd say one of the most amazing things is that he's gone through his entire career – you know, besides like very small, like like not illegal things like the decision or getting chosen one tattooed on his back without like a major incident. Like that is amazing when you think about it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's got a good PR team. Who knows? But um, I wanted to, I just wanted to point out that like, Paul, you're not a great three-point shooter or never been known for your three-point shooting, but you still hoist it's him true. up from time to time. And you probably hit about... Oh, but not often, not often in a proper game. And just mess around the pick-up time, I will. Well, how many proper games you playing? Like, like the, No, the... well, like, when we played A-grade, mm. I would, like, maybe shoot, I reckon, one, three every two games. Yeah. And what percentage do you reckon you shoot at? Um, I mean, it, that stat will exist somewhere on the on our Facebook group. I reckon you had about one out of five. And my point is, is that you don't practice three-point shooting and don't have amazing technique. But I'm like, if, you just, 20%. if you're just shooting, um, if you're just hoisting up shots all the time, you get, no matter how you shoot, even if you shoot like, um, you know, Rick Barry, um, ABA free throw style th- from between your legs, you're bound to start putting some in. And like you see all sorts yeah. of guys at the gym with really unusual Sean Marion style chucks who can still like occasionally put some threes in, and um, it's just weird that he's that... Um, I'm going to use the word cowardly. just came to me. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to get into just like kind of like um, two things. One is the, um, the race for the bottom, and one the other is the race for the eighth seat. I mean, we've been talking a lot about the top of the NBA, which, which looks like it's shaking out. There's four teams battling in the east with the Bucks probably going to take it, and there's, you know, the Warriors... Um, uh, and who's going who's gonna to challenge them in the West. But I, I just want to look at the playoff races um, for the eighth seed at the moment. The East from six to ten, wide open. Like, um, yeah. like uh, most of these teams aren't even above 500. Um, but the Orlando Magic, I don't want to get into Magic Mayhem too soon, are only half a game back. Um, you, you must be pretty confident they're going to make the playoffs right now. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I will just pause you there. Um, because I I didn't listen to a single thing you said. I was um looking up how my shooting my three point shooting percentage. Oh god. 
And um, I do have it here. Shout out to Matt Clear, who was our team statistician. Yeah. So this was, a, I assume, of our maybe our last. This is February 2018. Yeah. He's done a split of our um, games before Christmas. Yeah. Where we went five and one, and post Christmas where we went one and four. Oh no. Um, and before Christmas in the five and one. I was attempting one three-pointer per game yeah. in five games, and I shot 0%. Oh, my God. So I took five threes in five games and missed all of them. Yeah. Then after, when we went one and four, I took, I was taking 0.6 threes per game and shooting 33%. I, I, I was, my, well, I was terrified about, keep that dock open, what was my shooting percentage? Before Christmas. Oh, God. Um... Guy, we were averaging almost identical point totals. Pray for me. Um, I was shooting quite a high field goal percentage, 50%. I will throw that out there. Yeah. Your three-point percentage, you were taking 3.3 per game, yeah. shooting at a 20% clip. Oh, no. And after Christmas, you were taking 3.53 a game, shooting at 21%. So you, you bumped up 1%. <laughs> One out of five. I, I wish there were stats, there were stats just all together. What um, I do remember is it did look like, as we, you, you, some of you advanced analytics fans out there might be wondering how we went um, so much better before Christmas than we did after Christmas that year. And the answer is, if I remember correctly, is that the league was full of like <laughs> good teams and children. And before Christmas, we played all the children teams. And I still only shot 20% from three. And then in the, in the, in the second half, we played some adults and they um, beat the shit out of us. Um, mm. back, back to the, back to the playoffs I, uh, though. I was averaging 2.2 oh, no steals. no one gives a shit. Pretty incredible. 4.2 assists. Yeah. Pretty nice. Uh, it's amazing someone was, oh, Matt was recording assists. Oh, that was cool. We had a guy on our team who was into accounting and... You were averaging a monster 12.7 rebounds. Yeah, against the against I was averaging the six. I was like, get out of the way, kids. Okay. And blocks, you had 0. 0.7. We're supposed to be talking about the NBA, not our shit, um... Not our shit. Uh, and Tuesday like night. Plus minus um, plus seventeen for me. 17 my my point was going to be, and it's not often we talk about the magic positively on this podcast. Well, at least I don't. Yeah, yeah. But they're half cool. a, they're half a game back from the eighth seed port in the East. That's quite exciting. Yes, I have predicted online in multiple forums on Reddit that the magic will make the playoffs, and I'd like to declare it here once again: the magic will make the playoffs. We have the third easiest remaining strength of schedule. Yeah. I think we're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Yeah. We're top 10 defense. Uh, man. I, I will say, though, because the East... Oh, is this Magic Mayhem? Are we in it? No, no, we're not there yet, mate. Oh. Not, we're not there okay, yet. So well, we'll get there. Because there's a lot of Magic news to talk about. Because they're honestly one of the most... And you're, you're almost right about them being one of the hottest teams in the league. But no, um, also the teams around them are depressing. It's quite funny before that I, I talked about the... Um, the top four in the um, uh, East being locked in, and me considering Boston to be part of that big four, and then looking at the standings now, Indiana is actually part of the top four, and Boston's only in the fifth yes. seed. After the fifth well, seed, there's a huge drop-off, and it's Brooklyn, Detroit, Charlotte, all these teams that are... Um, Brooklyn's just above 500, and all the rest of them above, above it. Orlando, Miami. And uh, it's a pretty bleak race, and the, the one bright spot is the Magic... You know, you know, playing okay um, and good over the All Star break to um, 
to kind of look like they could be a team that's going to rise into that top eight. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, well, we can't really talk about them outside of the segment. Okay, so. well, we'll just get moved to the West then. Um, Spurs and Clippers are the seventh and eighth seed. Yes. The Kings, the Timberwolves, and the Lakers are trying to get in, but they're not. Yes. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much faith you have in the Kings. I'd like to see the Kings make it, but I have, I have a lot of faith in these Kings. Um, I, I think mean, the Kings make the playoffs. Don't rule out LeBron yet, but he just had a depressing loss today, and things are looking pretty bad. Kings are a game back. Timberwolves and Lakers are three games back, which is quite at this part of the season. Pulling back three games is quite say a way this. to go. I have no faith in the Timberwolves. I think their best player is Robert Covington, and he's not even – he's injured. He's my best fantasy player, and I don't know when do he's coming he's the back. Best play, do you think he's better than Carl Anthony Towns? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I'll say it. So what if, I, what if I told you this, though? What if I told you the Timberwolves have a better record than the Atlanta Magic? Uh, I, well, I'd believe it. I mean, the Timberwolves should be awesome. No, no. My, my point being, it's like it's really interesting how the perception goes that the Magic are doing well, but they actually it's just depending on what conference you're in. Like the Timberwolves, I guess I guess it depends on what people perceive your team is going to do. But um, it's just it's, I have yeah. well, I'm just saying I have no faith in the Timberwolves. They have the second hardest schedule remaining. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have faith in them. No, no, no one really, no one really does. Do you think LeBron and the Lakers are going to be able to make it? Well, from before this, I'm sticking with my preseason analysis. They yeah. don't make it. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it, it is hard to root, uh, root against LeBron, and you assume now that he realizes his team is not going to get another All Star and not going to challenge in the playoffs, his only goal needs to be to not miss the playoffs. I saw a funny, uh, a funny comment on Twitter today that said um, uh, LeBron is um, this year doing the Michael Jordan. Uh, equivalent of taking a year off basketball and he's going to make a Space Jam movie as well in this year which he's playing basketball but um, not really in Los Angeles mm. um, Pacers and Trailblazers just shout out to those teams because they get no love oh for sure Pacers are in the fifth seed Trailblazers uh, no fifth the sorry no the fifth best record in the whole NBA the Trailblazers the have the ninth and... best record and just no one takes them seriously and um, oh for sure and well, uh, I don't know if it's I, that I just think it's mainly just, like, the Pacers, no one's mentioned at all. Mm. Well, and I the guess... Blazers, I think, are the same. Just no one men- no one even talks about them. I think the Blazers, I think it's very underrated, their, like, kind of um, pickups. Like, Ineas Cantor, sure, he famously can't really play D, but still, I think he's handy. Yeah, but he also, they also have about 12 centers, Um it, yeah, it, but like Myers Leonard is garbage. But but doesn't Yusuf Nurkic great? Nurkic and and Cantor are basically the same guy, and now they've collected both of them. That's quite yeah. Weird. That's the, the, what R- you're saying. R- they've R- got too much talent. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm you saying they've got them of having they've too got much they've talent. got two guys who do the exact same role, which is barely yeah. a role, which is like bench impact scoring. They shouldn't really be starting centers. The, what the um the Trailblazers would do better with would be like a defensive stopper or uh you know like a, a good role player who gets rebounds and protects the power. i don't know i guess that's what every team i'm saying wants. you don't want the blazers in the playoffs man no one wants the blazers um well last year everyone wanted them and they got swept in I the know. first round okay and it looks like you know i guess people are taking them so little se- with so little seriousness that they might that might happen again um to the bottom of the nba now and this is really depressing um and this is like a poison chalice when i ask who do you want to get the number one pick 
Now, this is a hype, the most hype number. I guess the, the number one you pick is hype most years. But, like, you know, Ben Simmons, obviously, like, people are like, who is going to be able to get him? He's going to, like, be like a, you know, like a um, franchise-changing player. Um, and then this year, Zion Williamson, who just got injured the other day, famously, when his shoe blew out. Um, yeah. Uh, he's still considered to be, like, consensus number one, I'd say now. I mean, he, there's another Duke guy who people were talking about for a while, but I think everyone wants Zion, right? Um, and yeah. and he's an exciting player, and hopefully he'll draw the fans, and he's got one name, Zion, and, like, you know, he's the chosen one. And, but it's I, I walked past a guy the other day, the, the morning of North Carolina Duke game, mm. I saw a guy wearing a Duke jersey, and I was, like, number one. I was like, oh, Kyrie, I think. Mm. I was like, I think Kyrie wore number one at Duke, maybe. Yeah, and then uh, I looked at the back, Williamson, and it took me a second to even register who that was, hmm. just because. Yeah, you, you know, I just called Zion. Zion. Yeah, 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 and I was like Williamson, Jay Williams, and then I was like, yeah. oh, Zion Williamson, what the heck? Yeah, I was just shocked that he had a current, like an up-to-date college jersey you don't see often. So at least in these parts. So getting him is a big deal, and they've tried to make tanking less popular this year and failed miserably, and the way they did it was trying to split the odds so just the worst team doesn't get a huge advantage, but the bottom four, these are the bottom four teams which will um, make you a little bit sad. It's Phoenix, New York, Cleveland, Chicago. Yes. And, and I'm going to say that... I and don't currently, want... I'm, I'm currently looking at um, Tankathon, a website I talk of often. You always talk about Tankathon, it. and it yes. provides very little benefit. It was amusing. They do not pay. Yeah. But um, and currently, even though Phoenix have the worst record, uh, it is a three-way tie over who has with the percentage of getting the number one pick. Mm. Phoenix, New York, and Cleveland all currently have a fourteen percent chance. Yeah, no, because I, I'm pretty sure if you finish in the bottom four, or whatever, you all get fourteen percent chance. And the only reason, right, the only reason, three, it must the be. only reason Chicago doesn't have the same odds probably is because there's a chance maybe Atlanta or another bad team might like out tank them and get that get their odds. I don't know, but fe- but it's no, pretty. I, I looked at it; it's pretty much locked in. Phoenix, New York, Cleveland, Chicago, bottom four teams locked locked pretty much. I think. Who who do you want to get the last pick? Well. It's a it's such a tough question. Let's just go through them. So Phoenix, they had it last year. They've got Devin Booker. They've got two stars now. Um, going nice. nowhere. A terrible, unlikable team with a very hateable owner who's trying to like hold the city over the co- the coals for a new stadium that he wants them to pay for. Um, they've been poorly organized for so many years now. They constantly fire their coach and just general dickheadery. Um, Interesting. I don't think any, Devin no one wants them that- to get the first pick. Devin Booker had that quote last year that has not aged well. That was, uh, yeah, we, we're tired of missing the playoffs. Oh, no. And they're the first team that have been eliminated from the playoffs. Okay, well, he, he seems like... He, Devin Booker, I don't know how many years he's been in the NBA now, but it must be about three, right? He must be getting close to wanting to leave. And I know that it gets hard, and when you finish his rookie contract, you just get offered that big money that Anthony Davis took. But like looking back on Anthony Davis's career, he possibly should have just left for a bit less money, you know, after his rookie deal ran out or whatever. And I was like, Booker, if he is any good, he should possibly not wait for these people to 
get back back around him. Who knows? Maybe they get the number one pick and they get Zion and then they're all happy. But then Booker won't be happy because he won't be the face of the franchise. Anyway, Phoenix, I'd say I definitely don't want them to get the number one pick, right? Yeah. Okay. New I York, agree. New York, I would say the only – I hate on New York every time, but I would like to see Zion in the biggest media market in America – and just because it's New York, you want it. You want the Knicks and the Lakers to be at least competitive for the playoffs, right? And so, I'd like to see that t- that team have a hope. Uh, the rumor is they're going to try and get big free agents. I'm skeptical of that happening. The only sure thing for them is getting a high draft pick. And um, that I, I, I I'd say New York is probably my favorite. Yeah, um, I'd I'd agree. I would like New York to get it. Not my favorite, but I, I would be happy. Who's your favorite? Uh, well, that should be pretty obvious. With a um, with a two percent chance, no. I would like the Orlando yeah. Magic. No, well, a they're not going to be in the lottery if they make the playoffs, so you can't have it both ways. <laughs> and, and, and B, um, um, yeah, that there's that, yeah. not really a realistic chance. It'd be amazing. I yeah, guess cool. I guess Cleveland won on the no, shots. they're they're making the playoffs. It was a gag. It was a gag. Sp- spe- um, speaking of, Cle- I would like I would like maybe uh the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, now you want to ten- answer it. A ten point five percent chance, yeah. Or the Memphis Grizzlies, yeah. With so nine percent chance. What's their chance at the moment? Nine percent. Yeah. So Memphis was my pick as well, and that I mean, if you're going to rig the lottery, give <laughs> throw. I mean, Memphis is looking like they'll be out in two years. They'll be out of the NBA at the rate they're going. So um, I just agree. Uh, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is an all star within two years. They've got who have they got rebuilding them? Is Jerry West with the Grizzlies or the Clippers now? He's with the Clippers. Clippers. Um, but like, yeah, I, I hope Memphis can rebuild. But it's just they're in such a small market. They're one of the most unpopular teams. They're looking like you know the 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 new Sacramento or something like that. Um, just 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 to cap Here's, off the list. Yes. Yeah, just wait. Can I say one interesting thing? Oh, I'm a, it's com- about time this podcast has had one interesting thing. Well, we're both kind of like saying Knicks. It'd be cool if Knicks got Zion at number one. Yeah, well, I hate the Knicks, I, but yeah, it'd be cool if I know, New but, York got Zion. Yeah. Um, I don't think they've had a number one pick since 1985 when they took Patrick when Ewing. they rigged it for Patrick Ewing. So it's time to rig it again for Zion Williamson. That's, um, that's kind of crazy. Uh, no, it's not, because the Knicks um, have famously been a team that's traded away, even when they're bad, they trade away their draft picks foolishly for, mm. like, aging stars. Let's look at who they've picked up over the years. Anna Free Hardaway, Steve Francis, Stefan Mulberry. Um, I just saw they traded for um, Tracy McGrady. I, I saw on Reddit that someone was doing, like, um, looking at what tra- what the um, the Rockets got for Tracy McGrady, and they, they were basically doing kind of a joke. They were trying to show that... Um, Basically, the the parts that the, the spear parts they traded away for Tracy McGrady ended up being the parts that they traded for James Harden, which is kind of correct. Um, they got Kevin Martin and the um, the pick that turned into the twelfth pick that got them Stephen Adams um, to OKC. But um, so they basically got James Harden for Tracy McGrady if you look at it from that logic. But um, there's a whole lot of other junk players in there too. But I was like, what team would have traded for Tracy McGrady when he was already like on you know disabled waiver? When he played for the um, Houston Rockets, and the answer, even of course, re- was the New York Knicks who picked him up. That's crazy. I don't yeah. remember that at all. Amari Stoudemire. Um, they just got yeah. this huge list of like terrible injured players. Eddie Curry. Like the yeah. Knicks will trade away draft picks for any sniff. They. Sign, I would be. Yeah. I would just say I'll be furious if Cleveland get another number. Yeah. One so pick. that's the next one there. Cleveland has got very good odds. 
probably 14% as well. And um, Jeepers, Creepers. They deserve to be out of the NBA. It would be ridiculous if they got another one. And surely the, mm. surely, um, the NBA... And don't give Phoenix they, another one either. No, and then the other option is Chicago. And I almost think Chicago is such a wasteland. I was like... I, I, I mean, it'd be good for a big city glamour team to get a star, but... Um... I think Chicago have some exciting pieces already, and they, I think they've already got quite a good young core and don't need a number one pick. I think they're a toxic wasteland. Lowry Markkinen is incredible. Yeah. He's on my fantasy team. I don't know. I wish I could tell you what he's been putting up, but it's been crazy. But Zach Levine's been putting out numbers as well, but uh, yeah, uh, who knows yeah. if these are like franchise cornerstones or if they're just oh, I think, good stats. I think Markkinen is for sure. He's definitely been losing his heat though. Like so you're saying he's had a good year statistically. Why is everyone, because you know, he was buzzed last year and the year before that. Why has everyone hmm. gone off him? It's because he's no longer the who? best young white player. M- Markkinen. Who? Like Markkinen? Yeah, I feel like he's got no, no I, buzz I, No, I disagree. He's, he's literally the the photo on NBA Reddit right now because he he had 35 and 15 to lift the Bulls over the Celtics mm. against Tatum, the guy he's kind of compared to and is kind of dominating statistically. Okay, well, yeah, well, Tatum's on a much a proper team. Anyway, um, speaking of the Bulls dominating, it's time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. What a time to be alive. The Magic are pushing for the playoffs. They just beat the Toronto Raptors. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. They killed them, really. I mean, worth noting that Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing. Still a very Still, good win, yeah. With, with, um, an incredible win. Gasol's uh, trying to make an impact, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got the third easiest remaining strength of schedule. I love how you're banking so much on the easiest strength of schedule. Every game is a tough game for the Magic. Like, you don't know... Don't get me wrong, I'm like... I disagree. I'm, I'm buoyed they, by their exciting they play. They did... They just lost to the Bulls, I so, will say that. So I watched it that game. First... It was the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. You watched the last minute. Yeah, it was so bad. Because I was watching it on your league pass, and I had to quickly find a link. And um, It was unbelievable. The Magic... I, I, I just can't watch the Magic again for the rest of the season until they make the playoffs, if they make the playoffs. Well, that, ga- that, was a, that was a heartbreaking game. But it, was, it wasn't so heartbreak. They... It was like moronic incompetence. For people who don't know, this is what happened. At the end of the game, the Magic maybe um, uh, up one. They um, uh, got f- fouled. Um, it, it was, was game time. DJ Augustine, he's their best free throw shooter. He goes to the line, misses two out of two. Timeout happens. The other team, the Chicago Bulls, who are also terrible, come down the court. Um, uh, Markin and 
jacks up a three. Gordon, who's supposed to be the $20 million a year player, um, jumps into him while he's shooting a three, sends him to the line for f- um, three free throws. He makes um, two out of three, and the Magic lose. It was like... It was like unbelievable. Like, like tr- I, I, there was probably other things that happened that were shockingly bad. But oh yeah, there was. Them. There was one position. That, I mean, the game-winning basket for the um, Bulls happened because our coach didn't realize um, Robin Lopez had checked back in, so he benched Vucevic. And so then, when they missed the shot, it was just Wesley Awundu boxing out uh, Robin Lopez. You know, Wesley Awundu is like a small forward, yeah, <laughs> uh, tiny guy. And so, you know, Robin Lopez, there was just no one to rebound. So and I, Robin Lopez just put it in. So based on that horrible experience, what, what, why do I don't want to be too negative? The magic shot, the magic shot, fifty-four percent from the free throw line. It was yeah. unbelievable how yeah. bad we were. So, so um, uh, opposed to the Bulls, who shot ninety-four percent from the free throw line. I pledge to. I don't think I can watch another Land Magic game for the rest of the year because I just I've I've watched twenty of those games this year. I feel. And I've been trying to get on your magic buzz, and we talk about it on the podcast. But like, I, I don't know whether I'm jinxing them. They seem to be going okay when I'm not watching. I mean, they've had some great wins. They beat the Bucks as well this week. Um, but Look, like, oh, they're a great team to watch. They're depressing. Well, I beg to differ. If you haven't seen a magic game, tune in. Jump on the ro- strap onto the roller coaster. Um, but, but yeah, so just they, to, so they um, have one. They I won, think they free throw shooting right. is a is a dodgy place for us because yeah so in that game they shot 18 of 19 free throws we shot 13 of 24 so we were shooting like 54 percent of free throws including those two free throws that for the game basically uh but yeah it was just first game back uh it was a nightmare it was a literal nightmare but then i was sent into a deep depression because of that game i yeah. It was shocking. I'm worried about your mental stability. Yeah, and um, and then two days later, uh, was it was it yesterday? Okay, mate, you've, you're really losing touch with reality. Um, just take it home. Just just close the segment now, Scott. Think about the know, magic of the fourth I'm quarter. I'm feeling so down. Do what? Oh, I'm just saying, if you're going to try to close out your segment. Try and um, think about the ma- how the Magic perform in the fourth quarter, and then don't do that. Do the opposite of what they do. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this out like the Magic. So then two days later, I'm still so sad about uh, that loss to the Bulls, and they come through with an incredible win, 15 points against the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, that was who are what the the two seed in the and, in the East. And now that they've got Mark Gasol, like stacked. Like the Toronto Raptors, like anything but making the finals this yeah, year is a, is a disappointment. Like they are loaded. If I, if I have a son, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna name him Terrence Ross. Hyphenated. But first Anderson. name Terrence Terrence Ross, last name yes. uh, William. Well, can I just talk about the Raptors recently? Did you say? Uh, did you see Kawhi's return game to Toronto? Did no. I would. I would almost say at least the fourth quarter, but probably the whole game is worth. Um, NBA league passing because um, uh, it was uh, just amazing the love that the Raptors fans like they played a tribute video in the first time out. Oh, and... Demar Derozan. Oh, who was that talking about? I think you said Kawhi Leonard. Oh, I'm but... so so sorry. 
quite yeah i watched the um the i get videos them confused stuff, yeah. i get them i get them confused and that's so bad but the video of the standing ovation for uh for demand rosen was amazing apparently mm. it was like watched by like one in ten according to the tv ratings one in ten canadian households like had it on as like one of the biggest rated yeah. basketball games in canada ever and um yeah, just to see, it was so sad. Like, I reckon any Raptors fan would be rooting for DeRozan to see him, you know, he got traded to a good franchise, the Spurs, but to see him there having to play against, you know, his old mate Cole Lowry was truly tragic. And the highlight video was amazing. And you forget how long he's been there. He was in dunk contests wearing the Raptors uniform and, like, all the great moments and the amazing dunks and mm. playoff performances he's had. I mean, you well, probably remember the yeah. bad playoff performance more, but... But it was an amazing moment, and then I don't know if you saw you the could remi- You could say all the same things about uh, yesterday's game with the Magic and Terrence Ross, his comeback. No, well, no well, this, the, the, the DeMar DeRozan story is a tragic one, though, because the game finished with him jacking along too, like he famously did all, all the time in the fourth quarter for the Raptors. He missed that, and then they go down the other end, um, the Raptors score, um, he gets the ball, dribbles down the court. He gets stripped at halfway by Kawhi, who takes the ball off him. Like it's 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 heartbreaking to watch. Like I'm a Raptors fan, but I got to be um, rooting for DeRozan in the situation. Kawhi bullies him to the ground, takes the ball out of his hands. This is like this is like when DeRozan's coming down the court to try and win the game with 30 seconds left, down one. Mm. Kawhi does a Michael Jordan dunk to you know put the game without reach, but. <laughs> It's still it's still a game, right? It's still wait, like wait, wait. So the dunk he does like the Jumpman logo. The Jordan nah, it brand wasn't logo. quite the Jordan brand logo, especially because he's with New Balance now, mm-hmm. and he's finally released his ugly ass shoes. No, they're okay. I wouldn't mind some quiet New Balances, but um, no, it's a Jordan like kind of like one handed kind of glide that Jordan used to do a lot when he was dunking on fast breaks. I thought it was quite, yeah. it was quite, it was quite beautiful, but it was like so sad for DeRozan who had to limp back. I got the score on there. Spurs are still down two, and they go to DeRozan again out of the timeout. He's got, like, you know, six seconds to try and, like, pull out one last magic moment in the formerly known as Air Canada Centre to try and, um, you know, bring back... All of Canada's rooting for him, and he passes the ball up to um, some guy called Dennis Bertrands or some bullshit who shoots a fadeaway jumper. He misses. He passed. It was unbelievable. First he bricked along two. Then he did the turnover that basically cost him the game. And then he passed up the, the game-tying shot. Like, it was just like, it was heartbreaking, but it was everything you hated about him as a Raptors fan. And so while it was so, so sad from his perspective, um, you gotta you got to say as a Raptors fan, you're like, I, I'm glad he's not on the team anymore. And that was, yeah, I... I love I love you, DeRozan, but it's just yeah, just too much. I can't handle that shit anymore. Yeah, and then the other big comeback, Terrence Ross coming back to Toronto. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. We're oh, no no wait, mate. It's... He had twenty eight points in a win. Yeah, he should be sixth man of the year. Is it playing? Well, I got asked the other day about. Well, the music's gonna come in soon. I was just gonna say, um, it's about time Terrence Ross kind of like looked promising because it was so. Exciting when he did go to Orlando, and he's going to spread his wings out of the shadow of DeRozan, speak of the devil. And it's been, I don't know, like he's, it's been a slow build in Orlando, hasn't it? But he's back from injury now, and it's good to see that he's, he's awesome. Also, and... players do play, it's like a contract year bump. Players famously play quite well against their old team. DeRozan literally had a triple double for the first time in his career against the Raptors when they Yeah, now, but Terrence Ross has had, you know, recently had 32 point, 26, 30 point, 21. 
18. He's just put puts up numbers. Are those continuous, and, or are you skipping out the low-scoring games in between okay. there? I'll, I'll do his last um, few games. 28, 15, 21, 3, 18, <laughs> 15, three. 32, 26. Okay. Oh, he's showing nice. 30. He's showing nice, nice signs. That that three and that seven didn't sound good. Yeah, he had exciting. one three where he shot fourteen percent. All right, we're good. But we, we can't talk about Terence Ross too much. The weird thing is, just Terence. Six man of the year. Terence doesn't sound him. like the name for a dinosaur. Like he really fit the Raptors. Like I always Terrence think of him Ross. as a Raptors player, just because Terence just sounds like a, a dinosaur's name. Like I also want to shout out Jonathan Isaac. No, there's no more. Unbelievable. There's no more shouting out. I'd also like to shout out next segment. Gin and Jim. Got been thinking, got been thinking, got been thinking, and Guy have come up with something. Got been thinking. This is Guy I've been thinking. This is when I come up with great ideas that improve the NBA um, for all time. Um, you see a lot of posts on Reddit, uh, Twitter, a lot of people claiming that we're in a golden age of the NBA. And. Obviously, we have a lot of stars at the moment. It's a star-driven league, and they've done a great job of promoting Nike and the NBA. Been a great job of promoting, like you know, the ten superstars. And you hear about guys like Anthony Davis being, like you know, like possibly top ten all-time players or whatever. But looking back on it now, I don't think we are in a golden, golden, golden era. And I just want to point out that, like, over history, you remember very little besides championships, which kind of explains why players like Kevin Durant. Um, you know, chase championships like they do um, because that in 10 years' time, that's what people remember. It's so interesting, like, players that I grew up idolizing, like Alan Iverson, um, Alan Houston. Uh, I'm just trying to think of, like, f- like famous players like Chris Webber, who I really enjoyed, Anna Freed Hardaway, who just never won a championship, who's sort of just forgotten. Tracy McGrady's even won. I know he's immortalized because people loved his dunking. But, like, these guys get forgotten quite quickly if you don't have, like some amazing MVP or championship credentials to your name? Am I kind of right in saying that a little bit? Yeah. Iverson's the big one for me. I'm like, he was such a, he was game-changing. He was like, they used to call him like the, maybe this is offensive, but they used to call him the ghetto Michael Jordan. And he was literally there. He was like the, he was like the hip-hop Michael Jordan. I don't know. But like, he was like, you know, for a, for a new generation, like this this player who never, you never seen a player that looked like him before and never seen a player that like played like him before. And it's just a shame that he made it to the finals once, maybe twice, and just never was really even close with going up against the Lakers. And then, you know, there's a lot of tough teams in that time, the Spurs dynasty as well, you had to face up against. Um, but like, yeah, it's just it's a shame those players don't get remembered. So what you remember basically is like big picture things. That's why I guess like Russell Westbrook's triple-double record is maybe so hyped because the previous triple-double um, record has been remembered for like, you know, 50 years or whatever. So it, if it happens again, like you've got to make kind of a big deal about it. I don't yeah. think many things from this era will be remembered. I think the 2000s will be very poorly remembered. And then the two, th- like, you know, because it was like, I mean, I guess Kobe and Shaq and then the the, 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 the Spurs, but like the Spurs are never yeah. going to be remembered that that. F- Oh, but fondly, what about the, just Golden State Warriors? Yeah, so that's what I'm getting to. I'm like, the main oh, yeah. things that are going to be remembered from this era are LeBron, obviously, being one of the greatest of all time and having this amazing run of making it to the finals and winning a few championships, and the Golden State Warriors, but not necessarily picking out specific players. Like, I think Steph Curry will be remembered, 
hopefully, especially if he gets labelled as the greatest shooter of all time, which he looks like he definitely is, yeah. then he'll be remembered. Durant, at the moment, unless he does something amazing or they win like 10 champion, you know, they win some ludicrous amount of championships or he goes to a different team, maybe he'll get lost a little bit as just part of the Warriors era, you know? It's quite hard to stand out. I think Dirk might be remembered as being this like amazing European player who you know won a championship doing it the right way, staying with the same franchise his whole career and stuff like that. But I don't think we're in an all-time great um, period, and I think the main reason being the lack of competitiveness with like you know LeBron's Heat dominating for as long as they did, and the um, and now the Warriors like having this period of dominance. So I guess it might come down to being the LeBron versus Warriors period or something like that. But um, I don't know if it is a golden age, and I don't know if players like Westbrook and Harden will actually be remembered. Like maybe, like in kind of a George Gervin kind of way, but like not until I mean, I mean, their, their stories are yet to be written. But I don't know if it is a golden age. That's my that's my point. I think it. I think it is. I think it's a great time. For well, NBA. should we should we be going? Should we go to Paul, Paul? Paul don't lie. Okay, time for Paul don't lie. Uh, no theme song. Thanks for making the um, theme song for mine, but not yours. By the way, that's so generous. Yeah, well, mine's mainly just me finally talking after you've had a long chat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I've forgotten even what it was. No, you just want to talk about what a golden. <laughs> it's a golden era. Pick yourself up, and mate. Back up, mate. You always, go. you always get, um, you always put so much into like people's legacy and like in years and stuff. But I think you've just got to enjoy it. While it's happening, uh, no, no, I'm and, definitely uh, enjoying it. Yeah, I think the I think the Golden State Warriors will go down as. I think you maybe ha- you you're not a fan. No, no, and... no, no, no. I'm saying they will be remembered, and LeBron will be remembered, but not a lot else mm. is what I'm saying. That, I guess that's my argument. Uh, all right. I don't. I, I enjoy the Golden State Warriors. I love the '73 win team, and I loved the playoff series. I mean, I was supporting the Warriors at the time, so the playoff series against the Cavs. Um, like that's one of my favorite final series ever. So I guess that will be fondly remembered, you know, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if this is a golden age. If you look at the nineties being Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time, if you look at the eighties being, um, magic versus bird, like two of the greatest and the, probably the greatest rivalry ever Celtics Lakers, you know, I mean, the seventies was a dark time, sixties, dark times in our, in our here, but compared to the nineties and eighties, and maybe it's me just being overly nostalgic for the past, but like I'm just like the 2000s and 2010s, maybe not yeah. so good. I reckon, um, I reckon kids who are like a bit younger now, yeah, yeah, they'll look back and they'll be like, but we'll, yeah. you, you know, even though the Cavs got jacked up most years, I reckon they'll look back and they'll be like, man, those Cavs Warriors years. That's legendary. crazy. Legendary. Okay. LeBron James, legendary. Yeah. Terrence Ross, six but, man. But of is, the it, year. Is, is it as good as Michael Jordan's six championships? Is it as good as Magic versus Bird? Oh, I reckon Warriors could be in for a few championships. Well, it'll be interesting a few to more. see. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, it will be. All right. So we um, disagree on that one. Is that another Paul Don't Lie done? Yeah, Paul Don't Lie, disagree. Quick um, quick emails. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. Um, guyandpaul at gmail.com if you want to send any correspondence whatsoever. We had a, a, a lady from the um, Cancer Society contacting me about um, cancer treatments in New Zealand. 
and uh, I'll be replying to that email shortly. Probably won't read that out. I, I guarantee to read out every podcast, but I don't, I don't think that. I think they were sent to my Instagram account, not maybe not the Basel podcast. But we'll go um, Xavier Bedold. I wish you'd say how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry because I butcher it every time. He's, he's emailed him before, and um, he just uh, wanted to point out, a, in reference to a previous guy I've been thinking slash Paul don't lie, that there is a. Um, an LED basketball court was built in Japan for what I think looks like their all-star game. So oh, it, it looks like a projection court like they do in the pre-match for the NBA and stuff like that, but it's better. I'm pretty sure the floor must be like clear and it has like little lights under all the way through. I don't know how it performs from an athletic standpoint, but like it means that the court changes the design and lights up when a player hits a three, the whole like outer zone of the, you know, beyond the three-point line, in the half that the three was made, it goes red and huge threes pop up and stuff like that. Yeah. So the whole court can light up with this amazing display. As I said, it looks like a projection from the roof, but it's not because the players aren't stuffing it up. It's like from the floor coming up, LED floor. Yeah, it's awesome. And so for stuff like that, you could like maybe even show players like their, their feet could like catch on fire or something like that, or the ground could shake after they did a dunk. Yeah, here's, not, um, that, Kobe, yeah. here's Kobe on the LED, one of the Nike made one as well. What, you were just yeah. watching that by yourself? No, just looking at photos, yeah. <laughs> just telling you. I like how you introduced it with, here's Kobe, as if like you're going to show us all a photo, even though I'm in New Zealand and um, everyone else is listening via a podcast. Use your imaginations. You all know what Kobe looks like. <laughs> now picture him on an LED court. And he's pointing to the floor, and there's a, a lady there with a basketball. God damn. And she's looking down, and it's lit up around Thanks, her feet. Thanks um, to Xavier for that email. Um, Hayden Bevis. Thanks. This is another person who's a regular emailer. Cheers to this, Hayden. He writes in, um, hey, yo, um, shout out to Hammocks. We're a big fan of Hammocks on the podcast. We endorse mm. Hammocks on a regular basis. If you've got any Hammocks emails, send them in. If you're not sleeping well in your bed... Yeah, I don't think a hammock. May I recommend a hammock? I don't think that's going to help at all. I think give it a crack. And you're going to put it in your get bedroom? Get out or, under the stars. Or are you going to go outside with it, are you? Yeah. What about like the mosquitoes and the flies and stuff biting you? Uh, what about to North American listeners who are in winter right now? Rug up. Okay. Rug up. That's our information for all those hammock users. Big hammock fans out there. Um, uh Hayden writes, um, I reckon D-Wade's retirement has soured the Miami Heat season. It's all about him leaving. Looks like the players don't care about playing this year. It's just a big lap of honor. And the Miami Heat season has been a disaster. I've never heard that idea that the, the Dwayne Wade victory lap is overshadowing it. And it definitely is, but I don't know if that can be blamed for their performance. I don't know. They've got a lot of laxatical. I, I kind of – I haven't really – I, to be honest, this league, this season I forgot the Miami Heat were in the league. Yeah, they should be relegated. And they're actually challenged. They're still in the running with the Magic. They're like just two games off, like the eighth spot or whatever. Yeah, had a bad loss um, today versus the Clippers, but the Clippers are good. I, but I agree. And well, I feel like Dwayne Wade. I might be wrong, but in the games I've seen him playing and stuff, hmm. he doesn't look great. No, he's not. And so I do feel like they're giving him much more minutes than they should be, and it's probably de- detrimental to the team. Okay, well, he asks, Hayden asks, what's the best way to retire? With D-Wade-style hashtag one last dance, brackets, terrible hashtag, that's his opinion. 
I personally think it's a great hat. No, I don't. Um, uh, does he do a hashtag one lance dance finish or Tim Duncan right off into the sunset set or a Ray Allen is he still playing type of confusion? Oh, Ray Allen, absolutely not. I'm a big Ray Allen hater. How funny was it that he came back in the celebrity game? Well, I think he was genuinely trying to get another contract. Based on he, a, um, playing in the celebrity game. Well, I, I just remember a few years ago where he was like holding off. He'd stopped playing, and then he was holding off because he wanted to um, re-sign with either... I think his, the teams he wanted to re-sign with were the Warriors or the Cavs. Hmm. And it was like, well, those are the two teams going to make the finals. It was just such a joke. Um, I, I don't I, like the I guy. Think, I, think... I want to go on record and say I don't like the guy. And I can't even remember the question. Tim Duncan was a... F- this is the second time you've just blown out like that. Tim Duncan um, was a um, a freak because, like, the, his last five years of his career, people thought he was retiring, and he just kept on playing at a high level, and the Spurs kept on, you know, looking good. And I thought Tim Duncan did it in the best possible way, and that is you'd want to go out on top, like, in the playoffs, fighting for a championship. I can't even remember if that's exactly how he went out. Um, but but you, yeah. you, you, want, you want it to be like, is this going to be his last game? Kind of Is Ginobili retired, by the way? He is. Manu. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said he was coming back. He, he, no, he said he was coming back, though, and they made a billboard going, come on, Manu, one last year, right? Oh, right. Yeah. But well, I think he's retired. Do you v- vaguely remember that? Like, it's like kind of confusing now. You assume he is. We would have seen Nah, him. nah, I'm sure I remember him. But I think he was three. Now, to... now he... Okay, you're, you're cutting out, which probably means the end of it. Um, I'm going to say that I reckon a Tim Duncan style, try and make the playoffs and like maybe even say this is my last season. Is Paul completely gone? No, no, I'm there. Oh, sorry, you're just, you're just cutting out completely. What, what's yeah, I know, it's because I was Googling Ginobili because you – I was Googling Ginobili because you claimed he wasn't retired. He's 100% retired. Oh, he, no, 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 no. I couldn't remember if he was retired or not. And that yeah. bamboozled you, I think, just as much as I was bamboozled, to be honest. I don't yeah, because well, it was such an... You know when someone just claims something that's so... I didn't claim it. I was just unsure. Anyway. You made some what crazy you, accusations. What do you think's the best um, way to retire? The, the, well, the interesting one is Dirk. Is, he reti- is this his last year or is he playing again? But well, anyway, Adam I think the best to... way to retire is to not say anything... And then disappear. <laughs> um, commit suicide on the court. That was a, a bad yes, joke, and last... I regret saying that. Um, um, but like, yeah, you're, no, your last game just never to be seen again. Like, um, I, I'd kind of like to styles, maybe. Is that what I, you did? I'd kind of like to say it, maybe just before your last game, or like a week out from your, the last game, the last scheduled game. Your team's not making the playoffs, and then you say, "This is it for me." Uh, and then you just have one week where everyone's sad, and yeah. then you move on and you start an app or something. Start an app or something. That's great advice for any NBA yes. players who listen to this podcast. I actually, I recently have done it. Yeah, see, the, uh, the, the good my... thing is we'd actually had a good ending there. Start an app or something was kind of a good punchline and would finish the pod. But now you're <laughs> like back into you've start you're starting an app or retired from the NBA. No, I've retired from my social softball team. And it was tough for me. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been a lot of years, a lot of home runs. I put it out of that team, like, the first season because they were horrific. 
Yes, and then a few years later, I joined that team, and and I've stuck it out and felt the pain. And so basically, I knew that this was probably maybe my last game ever for the team. I knew that, but I just kept it quiet to myself, and I didn't want to be a distraction to the team in the big game. And then it came to my last. I was like, just I was sitting there, and I wasn't saying anything. But I was saying, please give me one more at bat. I want to finish on a high. Yeah. And so I get to the plate. Uh, I can't like remember how Derek I'd been playing. Jeter. I don't. I hadn't been playing well. The team had been getting blown. It was a blowout loss, right? Yeah. A blowout loss against a team who take this social slow pitch softball league way too seriously. Yeah. Okay. I smack it right out as hard as I can. It's a stunner. It's high, but here's the thing: there is a fielder out there. Softball He's running Vinny? towards it. It, it, no lie, it is Softball Vinny. Oh, I reckon you I swear on my life. No, I swear on my life. Softball Vinny is an Auckland softball legend who just always is playing softball. That's yes, anyway. often drinking a beer while playing softball. And wearing full, like, MBL baseball equipment. Um, yes. MLB. Sorry, and I baseball. swear on my life, it is Softball Vinny. He's sprinting to try and get it. Meanwhile, I'm uh, Dashing the taking off. Yes. He doesn't get there. I kind of knew he wouldn't. I'd, I'd really, I was aiming right down the middle, and I hit it right down the middle between the fielders. He doesn't get it. The ball keeps rolling. I'm running around the bases. Softball when he's got a it big keeps, arm. It keeps going. It keeps going. It goes onto the cricket pitches. Wow. Okay. Anyone so who what knows would you softball do in, what would you do in this situation? Way away. I'd run for home. It's my last ever game. Yes. No, if you're softball Vinny, what do you do? We'll get the ball and throw it. What, what are the other options? This is what he does. Stops, turns, and says, it's out of bounds. You've got to stop running. How's it out of bounds? Because it's gone onto the um, cricket pitches. It's gone too far, and it's gone out of the stadium and into the cricket pitches. Wow. And, but here's, and, and, and so I... They were like, no, you have to stop and go on third base. And I was like, this is ludicrous. Yeah. In baseball or softball, if you hit it too far that way, mm. it's a home run. It's not, yeah. oh, sorry, you hit it into the grandstand. Yeah. And just l- ludicrous. I think it was the worst sportsmanship I've ever seen. That On the last hit of my career, in a meaningless game, they couldn't just give me a home run. Because then what oh, happens yeah. next, the next batter gets out. I didn't even get a run. Oh, yeah. I didn't even score a run. There's a tragic and end to a tragic story. That is a tragic story. Uh, but a, a fitting end for your social soft beer ball career robbed yes. by the legendary but, villain that is softball Vinny. Yes, but then I will... I, 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 I haven't typed it yet, but I'm going to type a message and put it on the Facebook group just announcing that I had, have in fact played my last game uh, for the team. Well, what a fitting end to this, what could be our last ever podcast. Um, wow. Guy and Port, G- I don't know. Um, guy, I was just joking. Guy and Port, gmail.com. Um, I don't need you. For, e- for emails. Um, I've been Guy Williams. I don't do this anymore. He's been retired from uh, softball. Uh, peace.
Cheers, Paul. Cool. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.